0: Welcome to the WFO Life Podcast. Buckle up for interviews, insights, and practical discussions, and the occasional intellectual oddity, all designed to help you master self, master craft, and accomplish any life mission. Reading is an indisputable good. How could it not be? It's hard to criticize anyone who takes the time in this crazy, busy, and shockingly ignorant world to sit and read a book. But if wisdom is our aim... Then, of course, it's not that simple. I cannot call somebody hardworking or knowing only that they read. This Epictetus said, Even if all along is added, I cannot say it, not until I know the focus of all this energy. Spending hours or days in front of books is better than, say, hours of watching stupid internet videos. But can it still be a waste of time? Great readers don't just think about quantity, they think about quality. They linger over the work of master thinkers, as Seneca put it. They they read as well as reread. They read books that challenge their thinking. They read books that help them improve as human beings, not just as professionals. They would never say, as some people sneer, I don't have time for fiction. Some of the best and wisest things ever written came to us in the form of literature. In an age where far too many people default to breathless journalism, mindless internet streaming, it's a good to start to be bookish, to read a lot, to finish a stack of books each year, but it's not enough. What you read matters more. How you read matters too. You have to attack subjects you're not familiar with and spar with them until you are. You have to shy away from the quick and easy reads. You have to take notes. You have to apply when you learn in real, tangible ways. You must, as Epictetus said, make sure that, quote, efforts aim at improving the mind, end quote. Because then and only then would he call you, quote, hardworking, end quote. Then and only then you earn the title, reader. Good afternoon, Chris. How are you today?
1: Doing great. Just, uh... Can't complain too much because it wouldn't do any good anyway.
0: Exactly. (laughs) So what I just read for you, I want to give full credit where credit is due, is a reading from the Daily Stoic. This is uh, Ancient Wisdom for Everyday Life. This is um, part of an email series that I get and subscribe to, and I highly recommend if you were to Google Daily Stoic, and maybe we can add this to the uh, show notes, Chris, Sure. This is a reading that you know. I don't. I don't always. You know, I read them every time they come through. There's a little daily Stoic reading um, that comes through every every other day or so. And but this is one that struck me because I I think more people need to do this. And I and there was multiple ways that struck me. Uh, and so I wanted to want to talk to you about um, you know reading and and how important that is in our life. And this you know we've had topics on constant learning, but how did this strike you hearing that the first time?
1: Well, first, I I'd wholeheartedly support anybody who wants to, you know, just learn more about life and themselves to, you know, get the Daily Stoic book and, or at a minimum sign up for their free email. Cause like you said, I mean, it comes through, got a, a bunch of great nuggets and links to other nuggets uh, buried in there. So first I'll start with that. Second, when I first read this one, it reminded me of something, um, that I read in another book when I had a really difficult job, uh, in my professional life. And it, it, the book I was thinking about, I think it was uh, Stanley McChrystal's book, team of teams, yes. which is, which is a great book. And he said something in there to the effect of, you know, too often we don't take stock and, and ask ourselves, are we doing things right? Or are we doing the right things? And so it really um, reminded me of that because when you think about it, that's that's like a, a very fine line. And, I, and the point McChrystal was trying to make, I think, is similar to this Daily Stoic quote. It's like all the time we get wrapped up in, you know, executing what we're doing, but we don't take a you know stock to say, well, should I be doing this thing at all? And so this is like I think almost backwards. I mean, I don't think you could argue that reading is not doing the right thing, but in this case... You know, you've chose to do the right thing, which is reading, which I think everybody agrees is good for them in a certain way. But are you doing things right? So you know, once you've yeah, so once you've chosen the right thing, that's usually the harder part. That's usually the harder uh, of that that part of the equation is like whether or not you're doing the right thing at all. But in this case, it's like, hey, you're doing the right thing, but are you executing it correctly? So that's what I thought about.
0: Yeah, and the other thing that struck me about this is I think there are people that read and and they they some some of them read a lot I think arguably modern humans probably consume a lot of material but yeah, some of that material is very it's like little snippets little bites mm-hmm. of information tweets if you will Facebook posts um, or or some type of little quick digestible nugget that they're getting, uh, you know, from from some type of website or internet service, and that that has it. I think it has its place, but one of the things I've noticed is that the more that one focuses on that and doesn't delve deep into something, doesn't read long form story, if you will, even even like he he was talking about in this this email on you know reading something where you have to really read it in depth, and even if it's fiction. Because there's a lot of things you can learn from that. The idea of li- reading something that causes you to follow a thought process or v- over a very long period of time, I think is very, very key. Because if you think in small bits, you never get to any deeper, deeper thought. You never really connect things. And I think that's kind of what he's getting at and how he's describing Epictetus wants us to dissect what we're learning and apply it. Otherwise, have we really learned
1: anything? Yeah, I was going to say it also reminds me of the recent realization that even people in uh, you could argue intellectual jobs or you know high powered, high profile jobs never are taking the time for really you know deep work, you know deep thought um, because of what you're saying. We we've gotten so enamored with you know multitasking for forever and, and still some cases is something positive to put on a resume but right. when you think but almost always when you're multitasking you're sub-optimizing what you really should be working on so i think that you know what you're talking about of you know constantly reading stuff but the depth is not there and you know you might get uh you know the majority of people to read um, a long ish article, but then it's just already digested concepts. You're not digging into the concept itself. And so I think that, um, you know, deep work, deep thinking, you know, taking the time to get, you know, get a quiet place to go and and spend some time doing it. Just our modern lifestyle and social media and phones and articles don't really lend itself to that unless you're very deliberate and saying, I'm going to make this part of my life.
0: I'm glad you said that about deliberate. I was thinking the exact same thing. It's like it has to be a deliberate habit, and yep. it and it's a big part of growth. I mean, we talked about learning as a lifelong skill, and uh, you know, the constant acquisition of skills, knowledge, and applying them to make our lives better, make our careers better, uh, just live better for that matter. I think is a is a valuable lesson. I know we've we've hit on this theme numerous times, but this email definitely brought it out, and it's amazing that. You can go back to philosophers from two to three thousand years ago, and they're saying something very, very similar. And what? Tell me this. Do you? What What are you reading? What do you, What are you typically reading? Uh, is it more professional work? Do you read fiction? What What's your your general library look like right now?
1: So, um, I typically don't read any fiction. Although I, you know, like it says in this article, I do see the value of it because I think that. Sometimes fiction, um, especially if it's done well, does um, turn on a different part of your mind. Like, especially if you're trying to be creative in your work, if you're, you know, hitting a roadblock, if you're stagnant, I think a good piece of fiction, you know, can really, you know, spur those centers of your brain to to creativity. But typically, I don't read uh, fiction as much as I'd like to. And um, one of the notes I made going into this is, you know, reading in the military is essentially a requirement. I mean, the commandant of the Marine Corps publishes. uh, I'll probably put that in the notes too. It's really cool. They publish a commandant of the Marine Corps reading list, and they have recommended books by rank structure. So So it actually goes through all the way up through general officers. And it says like, hey, at different stages of your career, here's books. And it's not all just military history or books written by generals. I mean, there's like a really interesting hodgepodge of stuff in there. but you know right now um just trying to balance you know life and professional requirements uh i typically will uh look into books that are interesting topics that we may want to do a podcast on you know right. uh, and then um or um and I, I hate that i've gotten in this um way of doing things but i i typically listen to books more than i read hard copy books right uh just because i can you and what I'll do, and I think I've told you this before, and maybe talked about in the podcast, I will listen to a book, and if if I really like it, uh, even though there's a lot of good tools within the Audible app now to save clips of um, of books you're listening to, it has a you know used to have just bookmarks which were cool, and and you could, I think, make a note on a bookmark, but now you can actually save clips, you know, similar to where you would highlight, you know, a hard copy book, and you can, like, name the clips you saved. Right. Um, And so, but yeah, so... I, typically, I'll listen to books. Um, I, w- I will usually have a hard copy book that's at least like my book of the, the current time. So like right now, um, the most recent book uh, that I was listening to uh, was a book called uh, Thank You for Arguing. And uh, ironically enough, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, a, it's called Thank You for Arguing. Arguing is the main title, and the subtext is what Aristotle, Lincoln, and Homer Simpson can teach us about the art of persuasion. Right. And and so, um, and then the hard copy book I was reading uh, was um, Fooled by Randomness, which is also, which is almost like a modern philosophy type of book by um, a guy who was a, uh, or I think maybe still is, like a high level, you know, uh, market trader. Uh, that kind of took a philosophical approach and uses his experiences and, you know, how humans act and you know, something is uh, high risk, high return as a uh, stock market, um, you know, playing uh, as a way to kind of. I guess explicate the human experience. So, uh, so I typically like you know listen to something that you know maybe is a little easy easier to digest that I, might be a cool podcast topic, uh, which are all kind of self improvement you know type topics that I think do help me with my job and you know home life. And then I'll typically have a hard copy book that maybe is a little more meatier topic like the one I mentioned, which is more like a philosophy thing. So that's kind of where I sit right now.
0: Uh, I'm similar. A, a lot of a lot of self help self development topics. Um, I do have a fairly built in reading program where I have to read for my just hardcore medical education. Sure. So what I do is I do online CME like continuing medical education just for you know just topics on medicine that I'm supposed to keep up with and what's the latest thing. For my personal reading, I'm I'm like you with the audio stuff. I started going, I, I probably listen to more fiction than I have in years because I'm driving a lot right now. I travel a lot with my daughter with soccer and things like that. And so when we're on the road, I just want my mind to be active. So, you know, we've talked about before podcasts and things like that, but I also listen to books. But when I listen to books, it's typically going to be fiction. And when I read, it's typically going to be a hard copy. Now, mm-hmm. I've, I've, that that's not a hard and fast rule because sometimes oh. I go ahead and buy, uh, you know, the audiobook to say, that sounds intriguing, and I listen to it. If I'm really excited when I get done, like there was a lot of pearls in that one. There was a lot of good stuff. I'll go ahead and buy the hard copy, and then I go back and dissect that. Kind of like Epictetus was – well, the uh, Ryan Holiday stuff was talking about how – you, you can go back and dissect it and read it. And sometimes then I'll take notes. I've done that with one. I'll foreshadow that I'm working on Brandon Burchard's work with the high performance habits. I've, I've read that book numerous times. And I, and we've done a couple of little things in, in the past where you kind of hit topics that were in that book. But I kind of think that at some point I'm going to go back and do that as a whole series for the, for the WFO Life podcast. So I tend to do, like you said, I I tend to look for things that others might be interested in. My personal reading that's nonfiction tends to be a lot of, currently, this is just going on right now, tends to be a lot of metaphysical things, and I read a lot of Eastern philosophy medicine topics. The reason is, Western medicine to me is a bit boring. uh, Meaning, I feel that for my role as a primary care physician, yeah, there's a lot of things I can learn and there's things I can keep up on. But my fund of knowledge is pretty good. And so my, it doesn't challenge me most times day to day to functionally go to work, do my job. And, you know, occasionally i look up something. But, but for the most part, I feel like I'm on top of that, you know, because of my, my basic education and my CME. But what I'm finding is that it's nice to keep exploring other philosophies of how you heal the human body. So, like, for instance, I guess a specific right now, I'm reading Kenneth Cohen, uh, his book, uh, The Way of Qigong, which is a – Qigong is a – spelled Q-I-G-O-N-G. It is a Chinese um, healing philosophy of breath and movement. So, think of it like the Chinese version of yoga. Put it that way. Sure. That's kind of what I've been reading right now and sort of applying that. But much like he talked about in this email and this prompt to make us think about reading – I, I take notes, it has exercises, I do the exercises, so I'm dissecting it, I'm applying it and seeing is this functionally something that helps me or not, and I'm not sure yet, so when I figure that out, maybe it's something everyone else will hear from me in a, in a future episode, but I, I'm really, I like this idea of dissecting information, learning, the only other place that I learn a lot and I read in great detail is is You know, people don't know a lot of, but, you know, I I race cars um, and I grew up in a household with a professional drag racer. So I I learned a lot about that. So it's not just out of the blue that I mess with race cars and things like that. But I now because I do race and I want to win, I read a lot on that subject. And, And like how, you know, like I learned completely how to computer program my race car. I learned how to wire. I learned how to do, you know, all kinds of different things. So that's fun for me. And it's different than medicine. So the thing is, I guess, I guess the point of bringing that up is just because you're reading, it doesn't always have to be business. It yeah. doesn't always have to be something like you're studying to make your life, you know, it can be things that are just fun. It's just like, just cool to race cars. And I, and I enjoy doing it. So why isn't that worthy for me to read and learn more about, you know? And I think that's that's key that people realize they can read anything that's of interest.
1: Well, what I was going to say, I think for me, um, not only does it make you just a more interesting person to be well-rounded, and you know, maybe spend time reading things that you just like to do and are passionate about. But what I found is when I get in, you know, high visibility or high-pressure scenarios, and that can be you know talking to my kids about sensitive topics or you know giving a brief in front of a you know senior people i do find that even if i'm you know reading or listening to something that's not maybe hard and fast related to my job as a leader in the military it makes me more well-rounded, so that way, if I have to think quickly on my feet or come up with an anecdote to buy time while I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> formula, you know form, formulate a right. good, but re- you know, to formulate a better response. I mean, the podcast obviously helps. I think both of us a lot being able to, you know, uh, engage in topics that you as a doctor and me as a military leader would definitely not delve into. But I find right. that um, it's kind of one of those things you don't realize. Um, how convenient it is to have, um, I guess, varied interests. And in, and in that includes varied uh, reading habits, because I think it makes you a more interesting person. It makes you more resilient, you know, having uh, these different things to, um, you know, lead into that can help you. And I was able to pull up, um, you know, part of the Commandant's reading list. And so, um, like I said, I'll put a link to that uh, on the show notes, but it's got some books. Obviously, it's got the new General Mattis book, Call Sign Chaos, and you know that's an interesting book that I read. But it's also got uh, some of these books I haven't read, but I've heard from uh, through like other business um, things that I've watched or read. But they, he's got like Dare to Lead, Brave Work, Tough Conversations, Whole Hearts by Brené Brown, who is kind of a consultant in the you know big tech world. Um, it's got. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Start with Why, you know, with uh-huh. a, by, by yep. Simon Sinek. Um, it's got Tribe uh, on Homecoming and Belonging by a, uh, um, a journalist, Sebastian Younger. Uh, so it's got, um, you know, some different types of books um even on the recommended commandant's reading list that that try to make us uh, more well-rounded and, and you know Mattis was one of the ones that I think in terms of modern leaders in the Marine Corps was huge on you know being what he would call like a warrior monk you know uh, right, or right. Uh, so and he talked about um, you know he almost never saw a situation at the tactical operational or strategic levels of warfare that he hadn't uh come across in some type of reading or putting two things together where he could understand so he always encouraged marines it's like you know you may only be filling the blank years old but there's no reason why you can't have a 10,000 year old brain
0: yeah uh, like and that.
1: so and so he he was like definitely uh somebody who infused the the benefit of reading different types of things cuz you never know uh when it's going to come in handy
0: as we start to wrap, one of the things I also wanted to emphasize because I thought it really stood out to me in this email from Ryan Holiday on the Daily Stoic, he commented, "This was his sort of um, editorial at the end of the the points he made by Epictetus." What you read matters more, how, and also how you read. So mm, I no. think it's very important. There's a lot of there's a lot of garbage out there. There's a lot of oh, stuff yeah. that's like, especially if it's on the internet. Um, you, you need to be careful what you accept as fact, and be critical when you see something that doesn't seem right, seems far fetched. Um, nowadays, they even have bots, like computer programs that write content.
1: That's great. And I'm not
0: sure how much of the internet now is written content by a by a by a computer algorithm, but I think what you read matters, and that was one of the you know the things I, I wanted to make sure we emphasize because there's a lot of there's a lot of mindless stuff that goes on in and, and, and consuming, like let's say watching a movie or watching just some, you know, video or something. You can learn through video. I mean, I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos on on how to do things. So you can learn a lot. That is a media form that works as far as learning. But there's a lot of mindless stuff too that's built to just sort of switch your brain off and make you go from one link to the next.
1: Well, I was I think- gonna say, yeah, yeah I was going I'll put a twist on what you said, and also say, why are you reading? I think is yes. important at least yes. for you to know because for some people, like I always give my wife crap because she almost only you know only reads like fiction um uh, but for her i mean that's kind of a a type of margin for her that's like an right. escape that's a stress reliever and that's why she does it you know and, and i know she always has immediate comebacks and I always forget that's the reason why she's doing it cuz i'm not necessarily a super re, you know recreational reader you know so that but but my that's my purpose her purpose is different so you know just looking down on somebody that oh you're just reading fiction what the hell's that but you know, it can be a stress reliever, but also I find that, you know, just vocabulary and being able to write things myself, even if you're reading fiction for recreation, whether you realize it or not, you're absorbing, absorbing somebody else's way of using the English language that I think inevitably will help you. So I think knowing the, the why behind it, uh, I think can help you uh, be better at picking the what. So
0: Absolutely, for sure. Well, Chris, as we wrap, any uh, final thoughts for our listeners on the WFL Live podcast? Um, we've got uh, we've been we before we came on the show. We were talking about some of the interviews coming up. We're we're starting to solidify a few interviews that I think will be really exciting for everyone. Um, anything Anything you want to add before we close out?
1: Uh, I'll just say that uh, I encourage people to. You know, embrace the technology that now enables you to read, whether that be having a Kindle or I see people, you know, just reading on their phones, which is okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's no excuse not to do it. But just uh, like we talked about, um, n- know uh, and be selective of what you're going to read and, and how you're going to do it because uh, I think everybody can benefit from it.
0: Well said. Well, have a great afternoon, and I look forward to talking and chatting with folks inside of the tribe within the WFL Life podcast tribe. We'll make sure there's a link in the show notes. And uh, if you haven't looked at it, uh, check out The Daily Stoic. It's, it's worth a read, and you always get something periodically in there that, that seems to be uh, really you know draw me in and make me think. So, Chris, have a great afternoon.
1: You too. Thanks. Out.